Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Are you caring for an aging loved one? Are you a senior searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And now, America's Senior Care Consultant, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, your Senior Care Consultant, and I really appreciate you tuning in. Today we have an excellent program for you here on the wonderful and might I say nationally syndicated radio program Senior Care Live where today we have my friend and special guest in studio Mr. Bruce Glenn he's the CIO and owner of the Glenn Team Wealth Planning at Infinitas and Bruce welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thanks Steve and welcome to a happy new year 2023. Happy new year to you as well did you have good holiday break and new year celebration and all that good stuff? We did we did um like everybody else, I think everybody had some touch of some illness or another, but uh, oh, we man. survived it and we're off and running. Yep. I, I don't know uh, if uh, if it's too well known. I, I had a little bit of a cold and then my wife said, you know, she's a nurse and right. she's always trying to jab these these Q-tips up my nose and test me for <laughs> <laughs> for COVID. And, and uh, I'll be darned, I had COVID and it just felt like a mild cold to me. And I'm like, oh, here I am right before Christmas. So I was I was out of the doghouse before Christmas, thank, thankfully. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so it, it, for our listeners, you're going to want to write this phone number down. Uh, Bruce is an amazing resource in the world of, of financial services, and he's forgotten more than I'll ever know. <laughs> so write this phone number down, and uh, Bruce and, and his excellent team, they're located here in the KC market, okay, Kansas City, but this is a national program, and guess what, Bruce? You work with individuals all around the country. That's correct. We, we have... Uh clients in, I think, 47 states currently. And okay. by the way, since uh, Kansas City, go Chiefs. Oh, hey, oh yes. there, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And and uh, we'll pray for uh, a, a better a, a better uh, Patrick Mahomes ankle. Ho- ho- you know, I read something where the last time he had a high ankle sprain, the next week he, th- he passed for like 447 yards and he went wild. So, well, let's hope for another one of those. So. Yeah. Sometimes people <laughs> can focus a little bit better with a, some yeah. kind of a problem like that. Yeah. That's, that's right. So here's the phone number to reach out to Bruce. Glenn, uh, again, 
CIO and owner of the Glenn Team Wealth Planning at Affinitas. It's 913-563-7327. 913-563-7327. If you want some information, if you want a second opinion on your financials, whatever you may need, reach out and Bruce will do the best that he possibly can for you. So, Bruce, we're going to start off by talking about uh, uh, starting off that new year. We're going to start it off right. We're going to look for some uh, unique tax uh, ideas and uh, beginning the new year uh, many times comes with new policies, right? So we have to be aware of these things around taxes and other financial matters. Are there any new tax changes that people, and especially for those who are trying to save, should be aware of? Thanks, Steve. So yes, absolutely. There's one of the most sweeping uh, changes coming out of Washington, D.C. right at the end of 2022 called the Secure Act 2.0. It's mm. kind of a trail along behind the uh, 2019 Secure Act that they put out. There's actually 90 different provisions in here, and they oh, phase man. in some this year <laughs> and some over the next two years. So I want to just highlight and touch on some things that are pertinent to right now. But I will tell you this, we've got a great report that if uh, somebody wants to get a little bit deeper, We'll send that out to them if they call the number you just gave. Uh, then that'd be great. We send that report out. But just kind of di- you know dive in on this real quick. So um, employees may now elect their four hundred and one k match to come in as a Roth contribution instead. So in the in the past, employers would put a match to your four hundred and one k, but it's always pre tax, and you end up having to pay for that taxes when you pull the money out. Mm-hmm. Now I will give you the qualifier here. Uh, there's a lot of nuances to it. Not every uh, company has to, depending on the size of the company. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the record keepers that administer the record keeping side of the 401k plans may not be up to speed on this just yet. So ah. it's going to be a little bit of a starting curve on that one. Um, one that does affect everybody uh, currently is that there's a change this year to your IRA and your 401k, 403b contribution limits. So if you're still on, if you just do an IRA, you still can do your 2022. Uh, before your filing or April 15th. And so for 2022, that IRA limit was 6000 if you're under age 50, or if you're over age 50, $1,000 additional for catch-up, mm-hmm. so 7000 total. Now, for the now the 401k is already done. You have to get your 401k in by the end of the year. Yeah. But now for 20, fast forward to this year, 2023, they've increased your IRA contribution to uh, 6500 if you're under age 50 and add 1000 or 7500 total if you're over age 50. Mm-hmm. The 401k has also gone up. These are inflation-adjusted items. So for the 401k, if you're under age 50, it's 22500 If you're older, it, then you have a $7,500 catch-up or a total of 30000 you can put in your 401k plan. So really, really important. And just two more I want to touch on. Then I kind of give you an overlay of some of the other things that are affected. But the 529 plan, they're rolling out a provision that's going to allow you to, if you didn't use the 529 plan for qualified education purposes, and if you don't have something else you want to change a beneficiary on, you can actually roll that into a Roth IRA. Hmm. Again, there's some time frames you got to hold it and things like that. So the 525 plan is the college savings plan. Right, 529 college savings plan, absolutely. And yeah. so if I'm a parent or uh, many of our listeners are grandparents and maybe they put X dollars in a 529, their grandchild decided to maybe not go to school. This is probably a pretty common situation. Sure, or get a scholarship or whatever it might be. Exactly. Exactly. So you have you have money that is sitting in this plan, and it needs to. You need to do something with that. Right. Yeah. So the the old rule was that uh, if you didn't use it for college purposes, you could take it out, and there'd be a ten percent penalty on the growth of that money. Ouch. <laughs> but but now there's they're giving yeah. you another out that you can roll it into a Roth if you want to. Again, okay. You have to have it for a certain number of years and. 
there's some limits on how much you can roll into but it. You, the point is, there's some flexibility now right. with, with, this, uh, with this new update, these 90... <laughs> <laughs> One of the 90 provisions. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, uh, and that could save you that 10% penalty. That could be, uh, that could be a lot of savings. Right. And then another one I want to touch on, and I hope that nobody on our, uh, in our audience is experiencing this or none of their loved ones are experiencing this, but if they are, there's now a provision that they're putting in that uh, if you have a terminal illness, mm. uh, they will allow you to, to withdraw your money out of your retirement plan without the 10% penalty that you would normally incur if you're under age 59 and a half. Okay. So that's, a, that's an improvement there. Uh, again, the doctor has to say that, yes, you're in bad shape and so on and so forth. Some, some rules and stipulations there, but that's a big help for a lot of folks that may be in that bad situation. Yeah, and, and let's say you you have you know X dollars in, in your retirement plans, and you need to use that from for you know maybe potentially life saving medical treatment. You can access that without getting that that big penalty. Yeah, absolutely. So you still have taxes involved, but at least you waive the penalty. Right. And so then just a real quick touch. So this this thing is really wide sweeping. Again, it's going to phase in over the next couple three years. But some other things are going to touch on in future years. There's a lot of four hundred one k plan design changes. Uh, some startup credits for companies that may not have had a 401k before. There's going to be forced auto enrollment uh, uh, built into the 401k plans going forward. And there's going to be a national database. I mean, a lot of folks have changed jobs and forgotten about their money and can't find it. There's going to be a national database put in place to go out and find your old money sitting out there. Okay, so let's not I – wa- I want to just park on that for a second. Sure. So you hear about the, all this, you know, you know searchformymoney.com or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe you had a tax return or someone leave you some stock and you, you literally you don't even know about it. So the, for your dollars in a 401k, if you've moved from job to job and now you're, say you're 55 and maybe you have 5,000 or, or whatever it is from a job you had when you're in your 20s and you lost track of that, you might you can now maybe be connected to those dollars. Right. They're going to build up this national database uh, starting, I believe, it's next, at the end of next year. Okay. But, and I don't know how far back they're going to be able to go, but it's going to be at least improvement going forward. That's, I think it's a, it's a great idea. Something else they're going to do is they're going to allow student loan uh, matching in a 401k plan. So say, for example, somebody's out of college and they can't afford to get in the 401k plan because they're paying back the student loans. Right. Employers will be able to elect to give them the match into the 401k as if they were in the 401k anyway, because if they can prove that they're paying their student loans. So I think that's a nice provision for younger oh. folks. And maybe your kids or grandkids might be able to take advantage of that. There's also a little touch as far as long-term care flexibility. Um, and then there's a new low income savers uh, match that's going to go into effect where the government's going to give you a 50% match on the first 2000 that you might save. Because a lot of folks that are not making a lot of money have a tough time saving. Okay. And then one last one I'll leave on this one on this point. There's adoption and birth rule changes where you can have some flexibility on using money for for adoptions or, or you know a new child birth and those type things. So some good things are coming down the right road, but they're gonna be phased in over the next couple three years. That is gold right there. That is some spectacular information. So that's from Bruce Glenn, and uh, he just reviewed some really, really important uh, tax-related changes, investment-related changes, uh, and they're all all connected to that Secure Act. 2.0 update and uh, Bruce thanks for that and again if you want to reach out to Bruce Glenn and his amazing team it's 913 563 
888-888-2727. And give him a call, and they have a wonderful report that goes through all of the high points of this new Secure Act 2.0. Don't skip over this. Don't let your eyes glaze over. <laughs> Don't do it. This is super, super important stuff. And we'll have more with Bruce coming up next. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. Fraud is everywhere, and all of us are vulnerable, especially the elderly. So here's the question. Fraud is declining among the elderly. Is that statement true or false? What do you think? You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Fraud is everywhere and all of us are vulnerable, especially the elderly. So here's the question. Fraud is declining among the elderly. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. Fraud is not declining among the elderly. And Bruce, I think you have some thoughts on this. Yes, it's a huge, huge problem. I know everybody is potentially a victim to fraud and probably most people know somebody or have been uh, attacked by it. But <clears throat> what I would say some ideas of best practices are always avoid pressure. Somebody calls and says they're from the IRS or you get a recording says if you don't call at five o'clock, you're going to get a rest warrant put out for you. Oh, brother. Uh, yeah. or, or even Amazon. You know, there's been people with scams saying that um, – you know, you've got a credit due from Amazon. We missed the delivery, but we need your credit card information to credit you back. That's not good. That's a scam. Um, anytime they say something that's free, but they need to give you a credit card to lock it in for you, avoid that type of thing. A best practice is always call back a phone number that you know is legitimate. If somebody says, hey, I'm calling from the IRS, then if you want to don't talk to them, I would pull up the IRS number and then call back and get you know get a case number and that type of thing. And, and I've always heard on that one from, from anyone – if it sounds like it might be real, but you, you have this queasy feeling in your stomach, like, I don't know, that doesn't sound legit. Okay, hey, we're gonna I'm going to hang up the phone and I'll call you back on your main line. No, no, if they if they really don't want you to do that, it's a scam. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> you know? And we do the same thing for our clients. So if we have a client that calls up and says, hey, I need some money for a trip or whatever the case might be, yep. we will call them back on the number we have on record, right. and then we will actually identify information before we, you know, do that because that, that can happen in our industry also. And call a phone number that you look up yourself. If they say, oh, okay, here's our toll-free number, well, you're just calling the scammer back right. on their number. You look up the number and you call a verified number that you know is good, and uh, and that'll usually scare them off. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. You know, another one that I see happening, and so I absolutely refuse to do a real estate transaction by wire transfer, and this is a huge problem. It wipes out, and in some cases, somebody's entire financial livelihood. I always use hmm. sort of verified funds in a cashier's check, either if I'm selling something or if I'm buying it, one or the other. Hmm. Because people, what they'll do is, and this can happen in a lot of things, but in, in real estate mortgage, it's, been, it's happened a lot, where they'll sp- they'll take over your email address, right? So let's say that you know some bad actors take over your email address. Mm-hmm. They see that you've got some transaction coming on, and they have a mortgage company saying, hey, wire this money to this account. 
they can actually take on your email where you don't even get your emails yeah. and they can spoof it up enough that they can and then give you a an account number to their account mm-hmm. and then the money goes and you, they can't even re, they can't even get it back if it goes more than a few minutes it's just it's absolutely terrible so, oh my gosh so be careful about that um but those email takeovers are a really big, big item. And always be careful. These are just best practices, and I'll wrap it up on that point. Uh, you know, don't open emails or texts if you don't know for sure what it is. Just be careful. And I don't even answer my phone if it's something, a number coming in that I don't even know who it is. Yeah. They can always leave a message if they want to. If and it's I'll important, call back. yeah, leave, leave me a voicemail. Otherwise, right. forget it. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And then strong passwords. First year is always a good time of the year to make sure you got strong passwords. Change them and change them more often than once a year, obviously. But it's a good time the first year to kind of make sure you do that. And, and be careful where you save it. Don't just, you know, don't use things that are too obvious and don't save it where somebody can break into your house and find it. Yep. Uh, you know, a friend of mine has uh, this password vault, and I forgot what it was called, and I think there are numerous uh, Yeah, LastPass. Out so there. There's a lot of them out there, yeah. And it, it just, it it will it automatically throws out weirdo passwords, and mm-hmm. it'll change them out, and it's almost like your own little vault of uh, encrypted passwords that I don't know if anyone could break it could break that one. I, I'm not sure, but uh, he, he loves that, and I know that's, uh, that's out there. So Absolutely. It's been used quite a bit. Okay. So uh, about this Secure Act 2.0, um, you know, it, it's it's impacting these uh, what you call you know RMDs or required minimum distributions. So, uh, what should our listeners know about changes to these RMDs? Right. So that is another nice change. There's actually been some improvements here. So the required minimum distribution used to be at seventy and a half. They changed that age a little bit higher. That's a point where you have to start taking some of your money out of your pre-tax dollars so the government can get their money. Mm-hmm. It's a formula based on what your end of the year balance was. So December 31st balance, your IRA, that's going to dictate your RMD for 2023, and you have to take it out by the end of the year. They've changed that now to where uh, during COVID, they changed where you, you didn't have to start doing that to your age 72. Now, the SECURE Act, they've moved that from 72 to age 73 for this year. Okay. So, so some of maybe in that, that little in-between time frame there. And then in 10 years, the 2033, they're going to change it from age 73 to 75. Because we're all living longer. But it used to be a penalty of 50% if you didn't take that RMD out. Whatever you didn't take out, 50% penalty. They're reducing that to 25%, and it could even be as low as 10% if you do a corrective action within two years of the occurrence. So that's some improvements on that. And then one last thing there, and this wasn't, this isn't going to go into effect until next year, but uh, in the four, in the IRA world, your, your Roth, you didn't have to take a required minimum distribution on your Roth because you already paid your taxes. However, in the 401k world, you, you still had to do a required minimum distribution. Well, now next year they're going to change it where in the 401k world, you don't have to do a required minimum distribution on the Roth either. So that's a good change. Okay. All right. And if this is uh, if this is making your head spin, <laughs> okay, it's a lot. It's a lot. So this is why I always strongly recommend uh, reaching out to Bruce and the great team there. And, and let me say this also, okay, and I'm not, you know, I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, but if this is news to you, right? If your financial advisor is not up to speed on this, that's a big deal. Uh, if your CPA, your tax accountant, or your your accounting firm that you work with, if they're not talking about this, that's a big deal. You can call Bruce Glenn for a second opinion, or maybe it's just as simple as, "Hey, Bruce, I'd love to have a copy of your report that talks about all of the primary provisions of this Secure Act 2.0." Reach out to Bruce at nine one three five six three seven three two. 
1-800-263-5827, anywhere in the country, and they'll get that out to you, 913-563-7327. All right, so what are some other recommendations that you have for our listeners on things that they should put into practice this year? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, at the beginning of the year, it's always a good time to adjust your IRA or your 401k. We already talked about there's differences on what you can put in this year. Maybe adjust your, your payroll deduction. Uh, you maybe you're going to increase your HSA. Make a habit of trying to pay your future self something else. You know, if you can improve at least one percent more in your savings, it adds up over time. So I think that's very, very important. Um, you know, tax filing is done at that point. Double check: Did I get a big refund? Maybe I should change my deductions. Oh, I know some people who are really excited and proud that they get fifteen or twenty grand back on their taxes, and I'm like. Oh, my gosh, we need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, government getting a free raise. They, government likes it, but it's not good for you financially. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just a, a free loan to the government. So, yeah, yeah. oh, boy. <laughs> and then I'd, I'd always like to touch on estate planning as well. So it's always good if you've got life insurance, make sure you kind of double check that. And then, you know, beneficiary changes, your executor, make sure you've got all those things the way they need to be, the right person in place that can actually do the job when time comes to have done. Excellent. Bruce, I could I could talk to you uh, forever in 10 days on this stuff. There's so much to talk about, but uh, the uh, the incredible Bruce Glenn, the CIO and owner of the Glenn Team Wealth Planning at Infinitas, 913-563-7327. And Bruce, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate it and all the great information you shared with us today. Thanks a lot, Steve. Always a pleasure. All right, I'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Stick around. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For podcasts of the program, go to SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we have some news. It's got me pretty fired up, so let's get to it. And now, Senior Care in the News. A news report from Steve Keeker, president of Senior Care Consulting. All right, so my wife, was. she reads all this stuff, and the other day she said, ooh, and she started reading this article to me, and, I, and I'm like, okay, honey, you, you need to forward that to me because I want to share this in a news report. And uh, this one is from the AARP. The headline, up to 40% of nursing home residents are living in facilities that are financial are financially at risk of closure, and that was in 2022. Goes on to say, small town nursing home uh, closes amid staffing crunch. Many facilities that remain open are limiting admissions. Now, I talked about this uh, uh, probably a couple of weeks ago. They're limiting admissions while others shutter and close down. Okay, I'm kind of paraphrasing some of this stuff on the fly. That means that more patients are marooned in hospitals or placed far, far away from their families. This goes on, and this was uh, this particular uh, instance or situation was in Iowa. 
Marjorie Kruger was stunned to learn last fall that she would have to leave the nursing home where she had lived comfortably for the past six years. It says the Good Samaritan Society facility in Postville, Iowa, would close, administrators told Kruger, and 38 other residents in September. This was last September. The facility joined a growing list of nursing homes being shuttered nationwide and especially in rural areas. And uh, this is what she said. The rug was taken out from under me, said Kruger, age 98. 98 years old. She just looks like such a sweet lady. I thought I was going to stay here for the rest of my life. Now, it goes on to say her son found a room for her in another Good Samaritan Center in uh, Wacon. I, I hope I'm saying that right or pronouncing that right, Iowa, which is a small town 18 miles north of Postville. She said the new facility is a pleasant place, but she misses her friends and longtime staffers at the old one. And she said, quote, we were as close as a nice family. All right. It said the Postville facility's former residents are scattered uh, all across northeastern Iowa. Some were forced to move twice after the first nursing home they transferred to also went out of business. And owners say the closures largely stem from a shortage of workers, including nurses, nursing assistants and kitchen employees. And it just it, it goes it goes on and on and on and on. Um, and then I'm, I'm just going to kind of skip through some of this because I, I have some commentary I'd like to share with you at the end of this. But uh, from February 2020 to November of 2021, uh, just through that short time frame, the number of workers in nursing homes and other care facilities dropped by a whopping 410,000 staff nationally. And that's according to the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics. Staffing has rebounded, but only about 103,000 since then. So we're still down a net of over 300,000 employees. And guess what? It's just unsustainable. It's just unsustainable. In Iowa, 13 of the 15 nursing homes that closed in 2022 were in rural areas, according to Iowa Healthcare Association. Okay, so so this is becoming uh, catastrophic, quite frankly. And in another AARP article, it says uh, that's roughly 15% of the nursing home workforce now gone. And it says that figure far outpaces the numbers lost in other healthcare sectors, which have also seen steep declines. And it goes on to say during the Omicron surge, when 39% of nursing homes reported a lack of nurses and or aides. It goes on to say in Alaska, Minnesota, and Washington, over 70% of facilities reported staffing shortages. So uh, this is uh, obviously this is a major, major issue. And this one is uh, from U.S. News and World Report. Staffing shortages have U.S. nursing homes in a crisis goes on to talk about uh, the shortage of nursing home beds for elderly in America due to severe staffing crisis that has caused long-term care facilities to cut back on new admissions. And uh, I think I actually talked about that here recently as well. Three out of five nursing homes or 61% have limited new admissions due to staffing shortages. And I was, uh, you know, I, I talked about this, uh, you know, here locally, uh, and, and this is one. This is one of the best places uh, that we have uh, to choose from here in my little corner, a little, little part of the world. 
and they have cut back their capacity by, let's see, let me do some quick math, 25 beds because they just don't have the staffing uh, to fill uh, to fill the need. And trust me, they could fill those other 25 beds real quick if they had the staffing. And it goes on to say that nearly three out of four nursing home providers are concerned that they'll have to close their facilities over staffing problems, the survey found. Uh, we project that more than 400 nursing homes could close this year due to this workforce and economic crisis. So this just, I, I mean, I could read you article after article after article. Uh, here's one that's actually uh, uh, pretty, uh, pretty frightening. Uh, inside the, and the quote is, the staffing apocalypse that is devastating U.S. nursing homes. It go, and the, just right off the top, that one says, and up to 40% of nursing home residents are living in facilities that are financially at risk of closure. So, you know, what, what if you have a, an elderly loved one living in a nursing home and have you been paying attention to the financial stability of that particular place? And, you know, whenever you used to have to worry about this stuff, oh, yeah, you know, XYZ provider, XYZ nursing home, long-term care community, oh, they've been around forever and, and, and they do a great job. That's why we chose it. You never, ever even gave this a thought. But now, unfortunately, you do. You do have to think about this. And you might want to also think about if the worst should happen and your provider should close, where is your next move? I mean, where would you choose if you had to move again? Uh, I actually, I would, if you're really smart, I would probably get out ahead of that. And I would not make any assumptions that your provider is going to make it. Look, they probably are, okay? But there's always a chance. I know, I personally know of some long-term care providers that had independent living, assisted living, and long-term care. They chose to shut down the nursing home side of that, the long-term care side of it. And they converted the whole thing to independent living and assisted living just because of staffing and just the financial, just the math of it, just that was just not working out for them. Okay, and this was a huge, beautiful place, national provider. It's happening all over the place. So do not make the mistake of assuming that everything is okay. So, <laughs> want some good news on this? I have the solution. And this is so simple. This is so simple. I have the solution. Want to know what it is? All right, here it is. Stop the ridiculous COVID vaccine requirements for health care workers. Now, I already just lost some people. Oh, that's Steve. He's one of those anti-vaxxers. Uh, no, you would be wrong. I'm fully vaccinated, fully boosted. Okay, I am not an anti-vaxxer. But guess what? The vaccines do not prevent anyone from getting COVID-19. <laughs> this just in you can be fully vaxxed and fully boosted and still get COVID-19 just like me twice now twice okay our own FDA even stated to us that the Pfizer vaccine was uh, is, has been approved by the ex, uh, by the FDA to prevent COVID-19 
Um, it does not. It never has. So, look, you could be fully vaccinated and get COVID-19, and then you can't come to work, and you go through all the protocols, and then you can come back uh, in you know a certain number of days. And you can be unvaccinated and still working with elderly people and helping them. And if you should happen to get COVID-19, then you leave the building, they go through all the protocols, you can come back in a few days. This is really, really darn simple. Eliminate the COVID vaccine requirement so that we can fully staff our care facilities and properly care for our elderly loved ones. That is how you fix this whole self-created disaster is stop this mandate and stop it now. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. To contact Steve or a guest on his show, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right. So let's move on from apocalyptic staffing shortages and uh, old Steve ranting and raving about the vaccine mandate. Seriously, that would fix it. That would go a long, 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 long way towards fixing that that issue. It has to be addressed. This is a self-inflicted shot in the foot and we can fix it. So simple. It's ridiculous. So and I know this this show is heard in Washington, D.C., If you are in Congress and you're hearing this and this is resonating with you, call me and let's talk about it. Seriously, I'm totally serious. I invite you to give me a call. I would love to visit with you about that. All right, let's move on to how to pay for care. And I'm going to focus on one particular uh, payment method. But uh, it, look, these are the only way the, the only ways that you can pay for senior care. Private pay is using your own money. So you're writing a check and you're using your own resources. You have Medicare, which is med- medical coverage only, very limited. Medicaid is available if you should outlive your assets. You may have long-term care insurance, which does pay for long-term care. And then the VA aid and attendance benefit, which is one that I want to touch on right now. So the VA aid and attendance benefit, unfortunately, is not really very known. known. It's, it's actually a very little known benefit available to veterans and the surviving spouses of a, of a veteran. So uh, it is financial assistance to help veterans or their surviving spouses pay for the high cost of senior care. You must require help with at least two activities of daily living, There is a service requirement and a financial criteria requirement. So let's jump in and break these things down. So on the service side of things, the veteran would have had to have at least had 90 consecutive days of active duty, which is pretty easy to do if you're active duty, at least one day during a period of war. And I'll provide that here in in just a little bit. Not dishonorably discharged. So all the other discharges are acceptable. Uh, income is less than the cost of care to receive the maximum benefit. Really easy to do. Quick example, you're living in assisted living at $6,000 per month. Your income is $2,000 per month. That means that your income is less than the cost of your care that would trigger the maximum reimbursement under this benefit plan. 
and then liquid assets of $150,538 or less. Okay, so that does not include your house, your car, stuff in your house. We're, we're looking at liquid assets, $150,538 or less. Okay, and we've got that side of things. The activities of daily living, those ADLs, you must require assistance with at least two of these. So, you know, if you have a home care provider coming into your home and you're paying uh, a someone, you're paying uh, for a service to help you with these activities of daily living, or if you're receiving help, say, at assisted living or long-term care, pretty easy to check two of these off the box. So our, our selection, uh, our choices would be if you need help bathing, the next one, mobility or transferring. Next one, incontinence management or support. Eating or feeding yourself. Toileting, so using the restroom. Getting dressed. Medication management or meal preparation. So if you're if you're in assisted living, you're you're I'll guarantee you, you're receiving help with at least two of those. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't even be there. You wouldn't need them. So, so that's pretty easy uh, to check those boxes. Okay. And then here are the reimbursement amounts. So you have, and this is huge. Okay. You, you talk about if, if a person has, you know, X dollars of income, Per month, so so if if you are a veteran, you probably have a veteran's uh, pension, and then you have Social Security. You may have a pension from the job that you had after you uh, after you were out of the military. So it's pretty common to have a veteran at you know two, three, four, five thousand a month. It, once you add all of this stuff up, I, I just met a veteran who has a, a large large income that will pay for anything he needs uh, but he was also a colonel <laughs> right so i mean he i mean he so look if if you're in if you're in the military you're going to have a nice pension so uh, but if your income is less than again is less than the cost of your care then that's going to trigger these numbers so a single veteran can receive up to $2,229 every single month as a thank you for your service to our country. That's a lot. So let's say if you had, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just say $2,000 a month for your income and you get another $2,229, all right? So now your, your monthly income is up to $4,200, okay? And let's say... Your assisted living community costs $6,200. You're $2,000 short. Okay. Well, your $2,000 will last you, you know, X months. Divide that into your, your assets. Okay. If you didn't have that extra $2,229 per month, uh, you're going to go through your liquid assets twice as fast. Okay. So this really stretches out that nest egg big time. A married veteran could receive a maximum of $2,000. $643 every single month to be used to help you offset your cost of senior care. That is a lot of money. Now, what if the veteran died, but you have, you are a surviving spouse of a veteran who served at wartime in at least 90 days and not dishonorably discharged and all of the other things, okay? 
there are, I would say there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of individuals who could qualify for this benefit, and they don't even know about it. That's why I'm constantly talking about this. For every one of my clients with Senior Care Consulting, I always talk about this. Were you a veteran? Are you a veteran? Not were you. Are you a veteran? Uh, If your spouse has passed, you know, was your husband, was your wife, were, were they a veteran? Okay, we always talk about that to explore that. This is just so this is just such a great benefit and unfortunately most people haven't even heard about it. So the surviving spouse of a qualifying veteran can receive up to $1,318 per month. All of these are the brand new 20 2023 numbers by the way, okay? Now, I've never worked with two married vets who both qualify Okay, but guaranteed a lot of people meet in their time in the military and they end up getting married. So if you have two married veterans, you could receive up to $3,536 per month. That is amazing. Most of my clients served in World War II. Uh, some of them, uh, many of them uh, served in the Korean War, and now I'm having more and more clients who served in that in the Vietnam War. So uh, if you have questions about this VA aid and attendance benefit, uh, just, just give me a ring, shoot me an email. I'll be happy uh, to visit with you about that. And then I always uh, recommend uh, calling our friends at the national headquarters of the VFW right downtown here in Kansas City, just happens to be uh, here in town where I live. But uh, they are a phenomenal resource, and they can help you get uh, applied for that for that benefit. All right, I'm Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.